0: beautiful beings and welcome to another episode of the plant lady podcast today i'm so excited to welcome on my sister brit josa not only is she a small business owner like me but she is an herbalist and so much more today brit is going to share her knowledge on plant medicine consuming consciously and respecting our earth I am so excited to dive into this episode, and without further ado, let's get started. I am so excited to dive into today's stuff. I'm happy that we were able to make this happen. Thanks for taking the time.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you thinking of me. Of this is my first ever podcast interview. Oh! So excited! Oh my gosh, yes. what an honor! I'm excited,
0: yes. Me too! Um, Hoping my brain will
1: align. I've got some uh, fl- big chunk of fluorite here, so I'm like,
0: mm, <laughs> please guide me. <laughs> connection, brain, mouth. Connection yes. be Lovely. <laughs> don't even worry about it I will edit out if like we have sometimes I have brain farts throughout the episode so just like don't worry about it we'll just flow and I feel like you and I already like have vibes so much like we talk so much on a regular basis I have a really good feeling about how this episode will turn out but don't feel like you have to stay like super strict to the question like if you flow off and go astray I wish I'm sure we will we'll talk about all the things that's fine (laughs) I'll edit out where um it all flows but yeah, cool. I'm excited. Are yeah.
1: you doing, um, is it just, I'm assuming it's just vocals, right? Like for the actual mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: So okay. it'd just be on, um, Apple and Spotify. I'll send you all the information after we record and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, it's just vocals. Um, I thought about in the future maybe, um, cause it does record like this that we're seeing as well. So I thought about maybe in the future, like doing like a YouTube thing, um, where like people could see it, but right now I'm just feeling like, I don't want to do too much I'm I don't I'm very good at overwhelming myself (laughs) so I'm just doing like one thing at a time (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) I like the that
1: we can like see each other though while we're actually talking even though like other people aren't seeing it's still like it brings another cool level to it rather than just like talking on the phone or I don't know how I don't know how people podcast (laughs) yeah
0: no everybody does it so differently it's very interesting to see so I'm having fun navigating it and just sharing all of the things and learning so much myself that's like I think the best part about it is just learning from sisters and people that I wanted to connect with for so long on Instagram but like in a more deeper way you know like I love doing the giveaways and and showing up on the on Instagram but I love that I'm able to kind of like have something else where we can like all connect and flow and have meaningful conversations and whatnot um yeah so I'm so excited to dive into all of the things that we're going to talk about today. It's been a lot of these topics have been so heavy on my heart recently, and I think mm. mostly because, um, yeah, just the day and age that we're in of just like over consumption and just like taking constantly, and and all of this just like advertisement for you know the smudge bundles and the plants and the and everything essential oils, all of it. And we just I think we're creatures mm-hmm. of habit in the sense that we just take like, because we can. So I'm really excited to talk about just bringing some more consciousness to how we um, respect the earth, how we, how we can, you know, support businesses that are using more ethical, sustainable practices and how maybe we can like call in businesses like that. But I'd like to start with you just introducing yourself to our listeners and um, maybe diving into a little bit of how you got inspired into doing what you do. Cool. Hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, My name is Britt and I am the... I like to call myself the fire starter <laughs> behind torches, herbals, um, torches, ceremonials, and um, yeah, we really, I say we because it's it's me, but um, there are a few folks that help with the rolling of the smokes um, every, every now and again, and especially as we're starting to ramp up, but we mainly focus on ceremonial burnables, um, sort of ritual tools, and a lot of um, just really herb-based everything, um, and kind of have dived into a little bit of candle making, a little bit of flower essences, a little bit of tinctures, but you know, the mainstays and what we started off making are the herbal smoking blends and also our um, burning bundles. So those are kind of the, the things that we started with and, and sort of the focus.
0: And you forage a lot of that yourself, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a really fun um, combination of things. So there are a lot of plants that grow in the area that um, we do use for the, you know, the base of the smoke blends and also for the burning bundles. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, I have a few farmers in the area close friends that I'm so blessed and lucky to be able to go to their land and harvest the plants. Um, so that kind of eliminates the farmer side of me having to, you know, grow the plants and make the products. I would love, love to get to that place at some point, but I do have a full-time job. Um, so I'm really lucky that there are folks out there that I can harvest from, and I love that because, um, especially with the bundles and with the smoking blends, there's a certain way that I want the herbs to be, and processing them is is a great joy to me. But also, for the smoke blends, I don't want any sticks, no stems, no seeds. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Sometimes when I purchase, um, even just, a let's say it's, um, lemon balm and it's from somebody local. Um, it might have a bunch of stems in there. So I've got to go through and that's great for tea, but for what I'm making, it's not. So it's better for me to go ahead and get my hands on the plants initially that way I can dry them and hang them and process them the way that I like. So, that's most of it, but then there are certainly um, times when I will purchase um, dried plants from a few of the, of the spots around in Western North Carolina. So really also really thankful to have those folks that are growing, drying, processing the plants. Um, one of them would be red clover. Oh my gosh, that is so time consuming to pick. Um, so I'm so thankful that there are farmers out there. There's quite a few now that I've been doing this for five years, I think. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm really glad to be able to support them as well. So yeah, it's a, it's a mixture of
0: all three of those things really. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I love that you're able to, um, incorporate, you know, getting from the land but also supporting you know although you are not in a space right now where maybe you have a whole farm you can have all of the things that we all want to have mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful that you're able to kind of intertwine like that community and bring in and be able to also support um people who are you know growing it and being able to support other people and um kind of branch out in that way I think that that's so beautiful um, and a quote that I read pretty recently that I felt like would tie so beautifully into this episode is um, it read something along the lines that the relationship that we have with ourselves is a direct reflection of our the relationship that we have with our Mother Earth. And um, mm-hmm. when I read that, it kind of sparked this this reflection of like, wow, you know, a lot of our society in general is disconnected we are we've come a long way from you know our primal roots of knowing the herbs and knowing the land and the medicines and and all of those things and it is so reflected in in our society you know we're so like in this disconnected space where all of the things are going on that we all can see but um i would love to just dive into that how we can how when we start to rewire this relationship um with mother earth and start to really deepen that respect and that connection and that love and and understanding that this does matter, how I treat our earth and where I leave my footsteps does matter, even like those little small things um, do matter and does reflect the way that I treat myself. How I treat the earth is how, you know, essentially I'm going to be treated. So I would love to, if that sparks any inspiration for you, I would love to talk about that and how we can just um, begin to rewire our relationship with the land
1: Hmm. Oh my gosh! They're so. That's so beautiful, and there's so much. There's so much to unpack there. Oh my gosh, we could talk for an hour. <laughs> but, I <know. laughs> um, Woo. Yeah, I would say through these teachings, um, through this study of plant medicine, that has that has almost, um, come through the other side for me as far as by learning about plant medicine and, um, their relationship with the body and our relationship with the plants and our relationship with the earth has kind of come full circle for me. So it's more like, because I've learned these things about the plants, then I now am taking those teachings and using them on myself because it's, you know, it's like, there are just so many ways that we just, I, I think really it's all about slowing down in so many ways. Um, because in order to to wildcraft. I think that's the first step is to slow down, sit down, check in with yourself, check in with your surroundings um, and connect with that plant that is going to be harvested and really asking those questions of, is this right? Should I be harvesting this plant right now? Maybe it's that, yes, that plant should be harvested, but maybe it's not that day. Um, maybe you'll get a no, maybe you'll get a yes, but there's the asking permission part of it. And also the connecting with the medicine of that plant, because, you know, I kind of think of plants as, as people, as their own personalities, they thrive in certain environments and those environments that they live in, the, they will, that teaches us a lot about what they can do within our bodies, essentially. So, you know, a plant that likes a really dry environment, maybe it's really resilient, maybe it grows on a mountaintop. Um, I'm thinking of rhodiola right now, and um, that's rhodiola rosea, and uh, that's one that's considered to be an adaptogen. And you know, it's, it goes through these extreme temperature changes and it it is so resilient. And that is a clue as to what it does within our bodies. And that that's true with all of the plants that you'll study. And what it requires is listening, slowing down and, and really sitting with that plant and, and observing. So I think there's a lot to be said about that in how we treat ourselves and how we can slow down and listen to our own needs and you know be checking in with our mental health be checking in with our our thought patterns and um yeah just about whether whether or not to keep going forward or slow it down for a minute because it does feel we were just talking earlier about how it just seems like Everything is, you know, everything speeds up in the spring, and we're kind of in this forward motion time of the year where everything's blooming, and um, we're feeling that <laughs> on so many levels. So it's like, let's absorb this medicine and learn from it, but also, you know, take a moment to 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 check in and say, hmm, okay do I need to pause for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's kind of the, an example of like the reflection of of plant medicine and, and plant connection and how it kind of relates to ourselves um, in our daily lives and, and people, you know, in general.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what came up for me was A few months ago, I attended a cacao ceremony um, that was so different than any other one that I had attended. It was from my sister, Paulina, and um, they had made the cacao into more of a chocolatey, like dense sludgy kind of form, which I had never experienced before. Usually when I drink cacao, it's like a drink. It's like a cup of chocolate milk, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So we had it in like this sludge form and they gave us just a very little bit. And um, they were very mindful in talking about how we don't need this full cup of cacao maybe to receive those heart opening benefits. And we took a little, we just dipped our fingers in a little bit of the chocolate and um, either on our finger or on our hand just had like a little dab and really tapped into like the senses of, okay, like eating the chocolate off of your finger off of your hand and like slowly just enjoying each flavor and each sensation and and t- really tasting the chocolate, and then allowing, imagining it—you know—going down into your heart and opening up your heart, and allowing that small amount, and really respecting that small amount, as this amount is going to—I'm still, I'll still receive the same benefits, and that to me clicked off a light bulb of wow, I don't need a full cup, full mug of cacao, and I don't have to drink the entire mug to receive the benefits, because I think I fall, I do find myself falling into that sometimes, that maybe capitalism mindset of, like, okay, I have to drink, like, this full cup, and I have to finish it in order to be woke, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's so funny, like, the game, you know, like, these little games that our ego plays, um, and like oh no you need more to like feel it or no you need one more hit or you need one more drink or you need one more you know we all have our vices you need to scroll five more minutes you know to have that to get that sensation or that feeling that you know, we're all searching for. So that's what came up for me is that when I took that small amount of cacao and I ate it in that very mindful way of, wow, I respect this medicine so much that I'm using so little because I know its power. I know how potent and magical it is. And I know what it can do for me and honoring it in that way. I feel I felt the benefits of it more than I had ever felt drinking, you know, a more liquid base in a more, So I think in that sense, less is more, you know, when we can take, Mm -hmm. when we can respect the land in that way. And I love what you mentioned about asking for permission because that's Mm -hmm. something that now here I'm on the West coast in California where I'm so excited because things grow very abundantly. And I'm like driving, I'm like, Oh my God, Sage, I've never seen this before. You know, I'm a Florida girl. Mm -hmm. So seeing a lot of these herbs that really call to me is so beautiful, but honoring that um you know walking up to the sage bush and asking mama Gaia, "Am am i able you know sitting with that am i able to take this are you okay with me harvesting some of this and Mm -hmm. feeling out it was so interesting when I started that asking for permission aspect because I would ask for permission and I would notice what um twigs or branches were a little bit looser maybe some of them Mm -hmm. kind of wanted to were ready to be taken whereas if I put my hand on one that was like budging and it felt like you had to like rip it out or like destroy the stick to to have it maybe that's not maybe it wasn't ready maybe mother Mm -hmm. Earth wasn't ready to give that up so Mm -hmm. that was an interesting light bulb for me as well is just simply physically feeling maybe is that herb ready to come out maybe it's not maybe it's deeply rooted and it's happy where it's at and you pulling it out is going to kill it and and what Mm -hmm. and then what good is that
1: oh my gosh so many things (laughs) yeah the cacao ceremony sounds so magical um and I love that so much The you know, the different ways that you can experience plants and, mm-hmm. and medicine in that way, that kind of sparks the light bulb of, um, sort of the whole premise behind flower essences. And that's one of the reasons why I love those so much. I sort of was feeling like I was putting myself in a box, so to speak with really only focusing on things you could burn, essentially, and last year, right around, um, right around the beginning of of everything, of of lockdown, and all of that, the violets started calling to me, (laughs) and I had never, I mean, not not never, but I had made a, a flower essence, and I'd made a few back, like, years ago, and I just never had the, you know, the feeling again to make them, and then, you know, the violets started speaking, you know, and it was just like, make an essence, do it, and um, so I did, and it was such a welcome reprieve from feeling like a hamster on a wheel of just doing the same things over and over, and, and being able to spark that creativity, but also that different way of connecting with plants that is really sitting with them, getting the download, what, what are the violets saying? What what medicine do they want to bring forth? And on top of that, the way that flower essences are, are made is putting them in a bowl of water and letting them sit in the sun and letting the water get that imprint of the medicine. And so then you take the violets off and you have the water and you dilute it a few times. I'm very, very, I'm super simplifying this, but um, the premise is essentially that the imprint of that flower, or maybe it's not even a flower, maybe it's a mushroom, whatever it be, um, the imprint is on the water energetically. And when you take it, you're getting that energetic um, download essentially from the plant and less is more in that way. And that is such a beautiful way to kind of reframe our mindset in general, um, about having to take, like you were mentioning, you know, I'm going to have to take a whole handful of violets and roll around in them to, to get this, get this medicine when really it doesn't, it doesn't need to be that. And, you know, depending on, dependent on person and situation and everything, of course, but, um, yeah, that's kind of what that brought up for me too, and and I also really love what you're saying about when you're harvesting to sort of testing out, um, yeah, what wants to be taken or maybe what doesn't. And I think that's beautiful. I mean, I just think about how extremely opposite that is from the way that we know, and I'm sure a lot of the people listening know that white space is currently being harvested that is, couldn't be further from um, what's happening with, with white sage in particular. And, you know, with a lot of things as well, but
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, I almost feel that the plants, you know, we already have this inner knowing of how we can heal our bodies. I truly believe that we do have the power to heal ourselves. And when we're seeking in the external for, you know, those things that those plant medicines that do assist us, I feel they assist us in reminding what's already there. So when we take that less amount, it's like, whoa, I only needed that little bit amount. Like I probably can do this on my own. I can open my heart on my own just simply through, you know, meditation or sitting out in nature, you know, whatever your, your thing is. So I think Mm -hmm. that that is the power of plant medicine is just Reminding us that this is our nature. It's it's right here. This is our true state of being that we can access. Um, those those things that the medicine provides and reminds us about. Um, one of the things that I did want to talk about today as well was how we label so many things in our society as weeds, like these plants that um, are not, you know, as we would say, we just toss them or pull them out of the garden bed, and how beneficial. I know you have a lot more knowledge on that than I do, so I would love to dive into maybe some weeds that people can find in their backyards, around where they're at. I know dandelion is a pretty popular one I've seen in most states that I've been to. Um, Yeah, I would just love to dive into that, because when I found out all of that, I was just mind blown. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: yeah. Um, Oh my gosh, there's, yeah, there's a lot to say there, and I think There's a lot to say about um, what, yeah, learning things from what you have. It's not always about going out and finding something super specific or super, you know, sought after or maybe strong or something like that. Um, Because really, there's definitely something to say about, all of the beings that exist in an area and what we need at that time, what um, is, is what is being provided essentially. And so like, I rem- I don't, I do not remember who said this quote first, but it was the medicine that you need will find you. And that just forever stuck with me. Um, there's been so many instances where, you know, I've been going through something, or even just had a thought about a plant, and there it is. Um, and sometimes it takes years, but <laughs> but you know, I remember um, mugwort is a plant, a plant, Artemisia vulgaris um, that is. I was reading about it in my herb books, and um, it grows. It grows all over the place. Not that not that particular um, species, but there's definitely Mugwort where you are as well. Um, But I remember reading about it and all of these beautiful properties and being like, I really need to find this, (laughs) you know, like I've never seen it. And that's kind of how I connect with, um, that's how I connect the best is I can read about things. That's great, but really touching it, seeing it, smelling it, tasting it is the way that it really it sinks in the best for me. So, um, I had been just seeking it out and seeking it out. And then finally, lo and behold, there it was. And, um, yeah, that's one that I, um, it, that grows everywhere and people, you know, they see it and then they toss it aside, but it's like, it's, it's been a plant that has been so important to, um, European people and those are some some of my lineage and just kind of like reclaiming that um, medicine from my ancestors and also you know I'm things that have been brought over here by settlers and all of this um, you know is really interesting and <laughs> to see it's like why did they bring that over and is an example of one of those that was brought over and you know, it was this this plant that was um revered and used quite often and now people are just super mad whenever they see dandelions in their yard. And so you have to ask yourself like what are these plants and why are they here? And who brought them here and why do they bring them here? <laughs> so it's like a lot of questions, but um yeah, I think that's like a really good, a really good place to start when you are looking around and and noticing things. And, um, you know, there's so many, there's a lot to be said as well about some of the nutrients that we are just missing out on, um, by eating things that don't grow near us. And, um, you know, the longer, the longer it takes from the time that tomato was plucked, to the time it gets shipped out and then sits in your grocery store and you know those nutrients are slowly dissolving so there's definitely something to set about these wild edibles especially the ones that pop up in the spring um like uh cleavers and violets and dandelions and all of these like super nutritive plants that our body is like oh my gosh I've been starved of these things all winter. I'm in super need of a cleanse right now. My liver's overwhelmed. And then here comes dandelion and um, burdock and chickweed and all these plants. They're like, oh yeah, we're here. Like we just popped up just exactly when you needed us. And we're here to help your liver and give you some nutrients and some chlorophyll. And, you know, Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a... it's so beautiful, just, um, just really, just being aware of mm-hmm. of what's what's happening when um, mm-hmm. is really cool.
0: Yeah, it is, and I think it's merely just a lack of education that we are not, we are just simply not aware of that that these plants that grow around us or grow in our backyard or front yard are these mm-hmm. proper. You know, we just kind of are given the knowledge that we're given that, Oh, these are weeds. And so this is what we do with weeds and starting to really take that, that initiative, that self-accountability of maybe, looking into more things like that. Okay, why is this growing near this? Why is this coming around this time of year? Um, yep. Yeah, I love what you said about just calling in plants, and maybe when you feel like a plant is calling to you, you feel like, okay, I really want to start to integrate that instead of going and impulse buying it, because we have that ability. We can go on yeah. Google and type it in and buy it as soon as we think about it, but if we can an experience that I had that brought this up was I actually recorded a podcast with another sister and her name was Sierra, where she, um, she harvests blue lotus. And we had this whole episode where we talked about blue lotus tea and I had never tried it. And um, so from that episode, I really was like, Whoa, I really want to start integrating this medicine. It's really coming up a lot in my journey. And then not, you know, I could have gone and bought it right away, right after we finished that episode. But A few weeks later, I ended up winning a giveaway where I was gifted a whole bag of blue lotus tea. So it's just interesting how in that moment, I was like, wow, if I would have impulse bought, I would never have like received the medicine maybe when it was meant to find me and the time Mm -hmm. that it was meant to find me. So really trusting that when those plants or those herbs or whatever you're calling in does call to you to maybe give it some time to marinate, give it some time to educate yourself about it, to ask yourself maybe why do I want to call this in? What do I want to receive mm-hmm. from the medicine? And um, and obviously you can go and, and buy and support small business and, and buy those things from more ethical businesses. But I think just reframing our mind of how we, how easy it is to go on an impulse and buy things right away and how mm-hmm. detrimental that is to our land when we're just constantly mm-hmm. taking and it's, it's easy and we're not, we're not really paying attention to if it's ethical or you know, when we do Google something, are we do, taking the time to look through all of the different businesses that offer that and choose the most ethical one or are we just going to the mm-hmm. one that ships in two days the fastest and gets there overnight so that way I can have it right now because that's what yeah. we have been like program is right now, right now, right now. Absolutely. So it definitely takes time to peel back these layers of like, Slowing way, 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 way down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Being like, all right, absolutely. can I sit with this? Can I, how can I integrate this? Some mm-hmm. really, really powerful practices.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's too, there's something to say about um, that it, it is so interesting that the shift that we have of, uh, you know, finding, growing food in our backyards, finding things in our backyards, and to, you know, not, not even looking there at all, and going straight to the grocery store because we can, or because that's what we've been told to do. Um, It's a really, yeah, it's a really just interesting way that, as humans, we've just evolved, Um, and I don't even know what's the opposite of (laughs) devolved in some ways, I suppose. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, it's just kind of a symptom of, of colonialism and of consumerism, you know, Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. um, the ways that, that we are, are kind of trying to reverse now and that we kind of have to look at things differently now to, um, to, to find that those truths that exist, that we're sort of just overlooking. Yeah. And those plants that want to work with us that we are pulling out of the ground (laughs) and discarding.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And goes back to that, that direct relationship that we have with the earth is with ourselves. So maybe, you know, you going out and just pulling those weeds, ignoring them, not even giving them the time of day for what they can offer. Maybe you are experiencing that in your journey right now. Maybe people are walking over you and plucking you out of the dirt and not even seeing what you have to offer. And that sounds a little bit harsh, mm-hmm. but just like in a sense of, um, the reflection of what is, how am I talking to myself and the earth on a daily basis versus what is happening on my external world? Um, mm-hmm. that is like reflecting that in a sense, because it, it always does go hand in hand. It's always a reflection of, of the, what we're putting out is what is coming back in. Um, yeah, Absolutely. And another thing on just the, I really want to, we have dived into it, but I want to talk about um, just consuming more consciously, especially when it comes to herbs such as cannabis and tobacco. And there is so many others, but um, in my experience, when we talk about less is more, I feel like cannabis is one of those plants that I personally in my journey journey have started to, um, I have seen myself start to um, not neglect, but maybe overtake and over consume in a way just mm-hmm. because it is there. And when we talk about things like this, it's like if I want to be respectful to all of the plants and all of the herbs and all of the um just remedies that I'm using and integrating in, then I need to make that neutral with everything that I'm using. And cannabis mm-hmm. is also a plant. And especially here on the West Coast, I'm seeing how you know, mainstream it is. And they have all of the things in the dispensary and all of the different types. And I'm really sitting with myself and asking and thinking, where is, where is all of this coming from? This all has to, you know, grow somewhere yeah. and all of the over packaging and all of the cool packaging that all the different brands have. And it's the new plastic water bottles. It's the new yeah. thing that everybody wants. And I start to mm. think about how five years from now this will affect the the hemp plant itself and so going into that and I know you and I spoke about personally about um you when you were starting your floral herbal rolling how you were getting off of tobacco of cigarettes right Mm -hmm. um so I would Mm -hmm. just love to talk about like your journey on that with integrating that into torture ceremonials and maybe how we can um use the herbal blends in a more healthy way and integrate these practices mm-hmm. just like in a more mindful way and not saying that you can't use cannabis but just how we can maybe integrate it with your herbal smoking blends and make it so that less is more and we're not having to hold roll a whole spliff of, of <laughs> cannabis just so we can get blitzed and that be the end goal because at that point then it's just another vice it's like what are you what are you suppressing underneath of of that ultimate goal to get higher, to get, you know, there's multiple things, but yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, So when I first, I guess I can go rewind way back, but, um, and I think this was like, it could be more of the introductory question of like, how did you get started (laughs) and all this? But um, when I finished with when I was in herb school, um, we learned about mullen, which is a plant that grows wild all over the place. I think you probably would, I think you would be able to find mullen where you're at now. Um, and one of the folk names for mullen is um, torches. So that's where my name comes from. And um, that is, you know, one of the plants that it's, it's one of the plants that's in all of my smoke blends. So basically, what I do is I have mullen um, and a couple other plants in what I call my base blend, and I basically take that and I divide it um, up and add plant, I add the herbs and the flowers on top of it c- to kind of make the different blends that I offer. So, so mullen is sort of the base of everything, and um, that was something I learned about in herb school and just blew my mind open. Cause I was like, I cannot believe you can smoke other things, <laughs> you know? Um, it was just so just, I mean, it was like one of my main takeaways from all of, all of herb school, <laughs> obviously. And, um, when I was learning about that, I was also, you know, I'm not, I, I never was a person that smoked a whole lot, but I definitely smoked cigarettes. I mean, you know, I smoked cigarettes and I struggled with it and, um, was kind of like, you know, knowing how it was just not making me feel great. Even after switching to the, the, the brands that are, you know, less chemicals, they say, and all of that. And, um, just trying to figure out like, how can I, Cut down on this consumption. So one of the things that I had already started doing prior to herb school was uh, rolling my own cigarettes. And um, that really did slow me down because there's a difference between reaching in your pocket or what have you and just pulling out a cigarette and lighting it up to, okay, I'm making the decision that I am going to smoke right now. And, um, and that means that I've got to find a place to sit, you know, or some people are really good at rolling while standing up. That's awesome. Um, but you know, I've got to take a moment and I've got to pull out all of the things. And I sort of had made a, a little ritual out of it. And, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to take this as medicine and, um, and start, you know, really, just being more conscious about how much I'm smoking, when I'm smoking, why I'm smoking, and um, then you know, after learning about mullen, I started learning about other plants that you can smoke, and I I think the original combinations were mullen, rose, and uh, I think I would put lavender in sometimes with my tobacco, and. That is really how I stopped smoking um, was by rolling my own and through those practices and slowly adding in more and more and more mullein to the point of that there wasn't any more tobacco. And I was dealing with an addiction at that time Um, and, you know, I've come to peace with that plant and... um, I'm able now to come back to it and use it with a lot of reverence and um, you know, and it, but it kind of, it kind of came full circle with that. And I think it started with the the mindset shift of, of, you know, being conscious. So um, yeah, we, have we offer ours rolled as well as loose um and so it's just a really nice way to to kind of slow down and um I know you had also mentioned cannabis as well and that kind of sparked the the whole like thought about plants as pen, as being a pencia. And and I hope I said that right I'm not sure if I did but basically a cure-all And that is like kind of one of the problems that I have with cannabis right now is um, that it is just being promoted as this one plant that can cure what ails you, everything that ails you on in every person. And while I do believe that all plants have a level of power, I also um, know that every plant reacts differently in every person's body and and, you know, not every plant is going to be beneficial for every person. So I don't really agree with the, the overarching marketing scheme of, of what's kind of going on right now. And CBD was one of those things that when it started becoming available in flower form, we saw a huge explosion on the, on the um, East Coast of just all of these, you know, dispensaries, and all these folks selling um, herbal smokes, and maybe they were just CBD, maybe they were CBD mixed in with another, you know, with other herbs, and, you know, there was a part of me that was like, this could be cool, but then I was like, no, I'm, that's not really for me, Um, because I think my calling is, is, to educate on those other plants that can be smoked, and there's enough folks out there that are talking about cannabis and CBD. So I don't, I don't need to be one of those those folks that are talking about it. Um, I I'm here to talk about the plants that I'm familiar with, and you know the plants that my ancestors used, and um, and that's more so my calling with with all uh, all of this really. So yeah <laughs> I don't know I think I covered most of what you had asked but
0: yeah no absolutely I think you're so right and I think that's why sometimes in um the industry such as cannabis we see so many uh extremists on each spectrum like we have people who swear by this who it's worked in in my personal family I have seen first-handedly the benefits of the plant but I've also mm-hmm. seen first-handedly the um the effects that it has on people who maybe the plant doesn't work with and maybe it gives them anxiety. Maybe it makes them have panic attacks. Maybe it makes them, mm-hmm. and everybody has their own things kind of going on in their mind, but it is, I love that you say that like the plant really, all plants affect everybody in different ways. And just like we talk about food, how one diet or one specific type of way of eating does not work for every single person out there. I think that definitely can be related to the herbs and the plants and the medicines that we use. You know, it's not going to always work for everyone. And even with, um, I'm a huge advocate for essential oils, even some of the essential oils that I use maybe for helping me go to sleep or helping With anxiety or with acne won't work for people who struggle with those same things. Maybe a different oil works for that, or maybe not in an oil. Maybe a tea, maybe an herb. So, it really is circles back to the beginning of this of slowing down and deeply listening. Like, what does my body need right now, and what how in what ways can I call in maybe an herb that will support this, or a medicine that will support me. In this rather than reaching for something to cover up what I'm feeling because I don't want to feel it and I want to change it and rather than accepting it and sitting with it and slowing down we're grabbing for that thing to like cover it up and yeah like, change and shift and smolder the real feeling And that's something Mm -hmm. that has come up for me in my journey just recently, you know, this week with the new moon and the reflections and all of the things that have come up is what am I reaching for in those times when I don't feel the best when times when honestly things just suck and it just feels like really heavy and there's a lot going on and it feels like I can't return to my practice. It's so hard to meditate. Like, what am I reaching for? You know, am I Mm -hmm. reaching for that cannabis to help me get into like that who state? Well, why asking yourself why so I think it really comes down to like that deep question of everything that you do why why do I feel this way why am I reacting this way why am I reaching for this why do I want to call this in and and maybe you do want to call in cannabis for a very conscious way you know we can all integrate these things in a more conscious way and respectful way Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah I love that conversation and I love just all of the things that we touched on today
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I do think there's, there's something to be said too about like, I, I mean, I have some social anxiety and that was one of the reasons why I was smoking cigarettes was mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> or mm-hmm. I don't know what to talk about. Um, and you know, I was reaching for, for tobacco and you know, I, I think sometimes that's just something that we deal with and something to be, to forgive ourselves for is just to say, you know what? I am going to smoke something right now. And uh, at least it's not tobacco. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's okay. That's great. I mean, wherever you are on your journey, um, the plants are, are there to meet you and, and guide you through that. So, um, there's absolutely, you know, there's a time and a place for, for everything. And, um, yeah, I love what you said about being conscious of, of why we're reaching for certain things in a state of when we're, when we're not feeling our best selves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, such a clear indicator and such a potent form of shadow work of really diving into kind of confronting our, our shadows, um, where they are, because, you know, that to me is where I've found the most significant change in my life is when I have had the strength and the bravery and the consciousness to, to confront those things to dead on. And and sometimes it takes a long time after even after you make that realization that this is a struggle or a pain point, um, that, you know, it might take a while (laughs) to get to where maybe you see yourself being and that's okay. You know, it's, it's all about, grace as well and just forgiving yourself and and being soft
0: and kind to yourself as well. Mhm that's so hard sometimes as well such mm-hmm. a challenge to be soft to ourselves to yes, not absolutely. you know when we are working towards a goal or we know that we want to be doing better to not punish or self sabotage ourselves because mm-hmm. we reach for that you know it's it's just that mm-hmm. simple awareness of okay i was feeling that and i did reach for that okay i'm going to be more mindful of that the next time that this emotion arises or i'm going to walk away right now and sit with this feeling of being aware of that and and mm-hmm. transmuting it however feels best maybe it's dance maybe it's journaling maybe it's just being in nature you know whatever whatever ways we can transmute it. And sometimes those ways don't even show up either. Um, Mm -hmm. so asking ourselves, how can I show up for myself in this moment? Um, Mm -hmm. so Kind of tying into that, I know you mentioned that um, rolling your own um, herbal blends was kind of a form of ritual and self-love practice, but I always mm-hmm. like to end my episodes with you just diving into um, any self-love practices that you can offer for our listeners, or maybe some practices that you do yourself that you swear by. Um, I would love for you to just share.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that has saved me is it's the most simple thing ever but it is you know whenever i'm having a period of kind of spinning and um feeling disconnected or even in some of my worst moments of um some panic attacks or like cases of anxiety i literally just walk outside and lay on the ground <laughs> um and that is like that is like truly saved me and it's just one thing that um that I really do to to bring myself back to center and if it's nighttime that is really even more glorious because if it's a clear sky sometimes I will just talk to the moon I will cry to the moon <laughs> I will you know speak my intentions, my feelings, my thoughts um and sometimes I'll just look up at the stars and look up at the sky and just feel small and remember that you know I am a part of the cosmos and that I'm here for a reason and that we're all here for a reason, and um my my troubles for the day are they feel smaller whenever I'm looking up. Um, so that's one thing that I do for sure. That's been really beautiful. And also just going on a walk, you know, um, it doesn't have to be, uh, something long, but just, just walking around your, your, your place, if you can, if you're able, um, that's been really lovely, especially as the spring has been unfolding and just being able to to watch the plants, um, as they change, um, and just moving, moving your body is just, that's very helpful for sure. Getting, getting those stagnant, um, you know, feelings, emotions, energies running, running through your body again. That's been really, really lovely lately as well. And it's just kind of taking time to yourself, you
0: know? So yeah, I love all of those. Yeah. I had, um, lately I've been doing, I've been laying on the ground, but I switched to laying, putting my heart on the earth and Mm. just having my heart connected to the ground. And that for me has been like the most incredible practice, but also it's so beautiful laying on your back and then looking at the sky, like you've said. Mm -hmm. So like the beauty of heart to heart, connecting deeper and then heart to sky and just feeling so small and feeling like, wow, there's so much more than all of this like and right here in front of me that seems so big right now absolutely but thank you so much for taking the time to be here for sharing all of your knowledge and medicine I'm so honored to hold the space and finally be able to make this happen thank you yes. so much Grit. thank you thank you so much this has been
1: lovely thank you for doing this thank you for um you know giving giving me a a space to chat and and share i really appreciate it and the work that you're doing as well it's, it's awesome it's a it's amazing
0: you, i'm in awe of you every day so oh the feeling <laughs> is so so mutual I'm- and that's a wrap for today's episode Thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to head to the description part of this podcast to check out all of Britt's amazing offerings and the link to her business, Torchy Ceremonials. Thank you all again from the bottom of my heart. I love you so, so much, and I will see you on the next episode.